Blog Talk Radio. Cause it's a new season. It's a new day. It's a season of power and prosperity, yes it is, it's a new season and it's coming to me, or if you believe that, lift your hands and say, it's a new season, it's a new day. Stolen. All that was stolen. 
is returned to you a hundredfold. Make sure they enjoy that part. Is that all right with you? Is that okay if we return this a hundredfold back to you? Try it in the fire. Tell them, try it in the fire. But you're coming out. Go. Grab him by the hand and just pull on him gently. Just say, you're coming out. Many generations represented in it. There's, there's some seasoned veterans and there's some young folks. And maybe some of you weren't raised in church all your life, so maybe you might relate to what we're saying here a little bit better. If you remember the words that the poet called by Diana Ross. This is Roberta of Roberta Inspires Omni Media. It's an exciting time to be with you today, and uh, I hope you had, I hope you had a nice Mother's Day. I hope that went well for you. Um, I've had my own excitement. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Excitement for Mother's Day, but, but thank God he brought me through. Um, And I'm still here And I praise God for that Won't he do it As the song say Won't he do it Oh yes he will I'm telling you It's just a blessing to be in Christ It's a blessing to be in Christ Oh yes it is Oh yes it is Well I hope you had a good Mother's Day Um, And I hope your week is going good because life happens, life happens, honey, and you have to be prepared. This week, I'm starting a new series on resilience. Resilience. Isn't that great? Resilience. And we're going to get some understanding about what it is and uh, how it works and how we can begin to actually cultivate it. How do we cultivate it? Hmm? How do we cultivate resilience? You hear so many people talking about it, but how do you actually develop resilience? What do you do? What do you do? Where do you start? Where do you start? And as a Christian, particularly, as a Christian particularly, Where do you start? What do you do? Huh? What do you do when tough times hit? How do you respond to tragedies and calamities? And do you crumble? Do you crumble? Do you stand? Do you faint? Do you run? Do you fall out? Do you doubt? What? What? What do you do? And that's what we're going to be talking about this week. And I also want to invite you to go over to my blog, or I'm sorry, to the Inspire Radio show page, (laughs) then also the blog, but Inspire Radio show page on Facebook and comment on this particular episode and share your definition 
of of um sorry trying to do one more thing here uh, never enough right at one time always trying to do too much <laughs> your definition of resilience resilience we've read about it we've heard about it we've seen shows about it people have blogged about it oh my goodness more and more and more but what actually is resilience and how do you become resilient how do you become resilient i want you to comment and share on on the inspire radio page how you actually cultivate resilience in your own life in your own life i'm going to give you some definitions of resilience today and then we're going to talk further from there about it and just to let you know in the coming <clears throat> excuse me in the coming weeks over the next 2 weeks we're going to talk more about resilience and believe it or not the bible is just filled with examples of resilience filled with examples examples of resilience. And so what do you do? What did they do? How how so? I want you to take your study time and add in a piece for Psalm 27 and also um I think it's Romans 8. I want to also give you give me a minute <laughs> um to study because in this study we're going to be looking at two characters. One is David and one is Paul, if you can believe it. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a perspective on those two and do some comparison because I think you need to really look at these two and see examples of resilience. Romans 8, yeah, is the next uh, passage. I want you to start looking at verse 26, 826, and just read on down from there all the way to verse 39, okay? So that's Romans 826 um, through uh, 39. I didn't get my breakfast this morning, people, so be with me. And I'm trying to multitask. What a fun, fun time in the studio, right? <laughs> you got a lot going on. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Technology is wonderful. It's just that you can get a lot of it going. And as I keep building, I'm going to have to, you know, really build in some multiple screens and teleprompters and a whole bunch of other stuff to keep everything smooth, smooth, smooth. Very, very smooth. Um, <clears throat> this morning, I'm going to start off by giving you a definition of resilience so that I can share with you what it actually is and help you to understand what it is not. Uh-huh. What it's not. What is resilience and what is it not? 
you need to know this because sometimes you can be thinking that you're coping with situations and that you are being resilient when, in fact, you're, you're doing the opposite. And that's important to understand. And that's why um, I'm going to give you some definitions of resilience in hopes that you will understand better. What is resilience? And these are topics I've gotten off the Internet. I will put the sources over in my blog because I'm going to put these over there. So robertainspires.wordpress.com. So look for that. Resilience is that capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and tough times. It's also recognized as the ability of a substance or an object to spring back in the shape. We think of it as elasticity. Resilience also means knowing how to cope in spite of setbacks or barriers or limited resources. Resilience is a measure of how much you want something, get water, and how much you're willing and able to overcome obstacles to get it. In other words, this definition says it has to do with your emotional strength, with your emotional strength. Now, we want to talk about why is why is why is resilience necessary? Why does it even matter? Well, resilience is important because we live a stress-filled life in this present world. We're not in heaven yet. We're seated in heavenly places, but we haven't made heaven just yet. That's okay because God gives us answers. Resilience, as this definition from verywellmind.com says, Resilience does not eliminate stress or erase life's difficulties. Instead, resilience gives people the strength to tackle problems head-on, overcome adversity, and move on with their lives. Does that sound like you? Does it? That's such a good, good message and definition. So let's move ahead. And let's talk a little bit about how resilient are you? Are you resilient at all? How resilient are you? How resilient are you? Well, let's figure it out. You face an adversity, and this is from skillsyouneed.com. You face an adversity, and it's challenging, it seems overwhelming, overpowering. We have all been there. I know I have. Your beliefs, particularly core beliefs, help you interpret that situation. Your beliefs frame how you will look at it. And it will determine consequences, what you will do or feel, beliefs rather, will determine consequences, what you will do or feel as a result of the situation. 
if you have toxic beliefs, I never win, I always fail, I'm not good enough, etc., you're going to act in line with that. You're going to be consistently acting in line with that set of beliefs. And that will be your detriment. I'll just, you know, go along with it. Life happens. Nothing I can do about it. Uh, and, And I've heard people, this is one in particular that Christians will say, well, God willed it so. Uh, Well, you know, if God wanted it to stop, he would stop it. Um, God wants this. God sent this to test my faith and, you know, trials will come. All these uh, rationales, okay? And like somebody said, rational lies. And they have to be pulled apart and dissected. So next time you hit a, a pothole, you need to take time and think about what you're thinking, how you are interpreting this, what is the lens that you're seeing the situation through, because it's going to predict how you're going to feel and what you're going to do. If you feel you can't do anything, you can believe you're going to feel terrible. If you feel you can do something, you just have to figure out how or find the right person, you're going to feel empowered. I just want to mention that, you know, sometimes you just have to call in the troops. Put your pride aside and call in the troops. How about that? Well, what what exactly is the biblical basis for resilience? What is the biblical basis for resilience? Huh? Do you know? Can you think of examples? What is the biblical basis for resilience? Well, the Bible models and shows in principle and example and instruction so many elements of resilience. For our study, over the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at the life of David through the Psalms. We're also going to look at Paul, who I call the David of the New Testament, but at the next level, because he had a revelation of Jesus Christ that David didn't have. And he had an experience with our risen Savior, whom he was persecuting the people of God. And Jesus said, you know, why are you persecuting me, Paul, Saul, rather, and changed his name, was then eventually changed to Paul. And we know he wrote, he basically wrote the greater portion of the New Testament. God can turn anybody around. You hear Paul's resume, and he starts talking about how rotten he was, and he was disrespectful to God, and just so many things. But didn't God save him? He will forgive all sin. He will save you. But that's another show. But but it's a part of this. At any point, you feel you need to come to Christ, just do so. Just do so. 
Going forward, I think we're going to do an invitation at the end of the show, always before this show ends, and try to fit it in. So we're going to be looking at biblical, the biblical basis, the biblical examples. Well, as we look at those examples, we're going to take into account some of the things that occur. As we look at these examples of these people, we're going to look at some of the things that occur in the minds and hearts of us and occurred in the minds and hearts of them, perhaps. These are called thinking traps. This is from skillsyouneed.com. Here's some example of thinking traps. Let me define what it is. These are traps in which we can fall in our thinking, usually at stage B, okay, when we, again, are looking at our beliefs. What, what do we believe? Thinking traps are effectively assumptions about ourselves, the situation, um, and made without examining the evidence and are usually unhelpful. And I'm going to add, are usually unbiblical, okay? That's the other part. We know that every good thing comes down from the Father of heaven, Father of lights, and that that's what he does for us is it's good. So those toxic thoughts are not good. Let me give you some examples from this uh, particular website, too, of how to test whether you're being resilient or whether you're being just, um, I don't know what the word is I want to use right now, but just getting yourself in a rut. The signs that you are falling into one of the thinking traps includes the use of phases like never, always, I, and they. I would add in can't, not able, uh, nobody, wants, blah, 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 some generalizations. Here's some statements people make. I just can't do math. That was mine. I wouldn't say that, but I would say math is not my strength. I have mathphobia. I say that stuff because that's what I learned growing up. <laughs> my, my grandmother would try to comfort me by saying, well, you're good at reading, and she would say, my cousin's good at, you know, naming my cousin's good at math. She was trying to comfort me. And I fail so much at math because I really didn't have the right, I think, uh, foundation, and I certainly wasn't always getting the best instruction. <laughs> so anyhow, um, but I've learned to break out of it because, you know what, I have got this yearning in my spirit now to literally just, Play with do math problems. What am I going to do with that, huh? Anyway, <laughs> so um, you don't want to take that on. Here's another statement. I've never been able to do things like that. They've taken it away from me, talking about powerlessness. And these are the things that we say. I mean, make your list. When you catch yourself this week, it's your homework, saying anything along these lines, I want you to write it down. But then we're going to learn how to replace it, replace it with scripture, replace it with biblical affirmations, and biblical self-talk so it will penetrate our spirit. These are things I'm learning, okay? I don't have it all together, 
I have to work at this too. <laughs> well, then where does that leave us? We go back again to look at further the biblical basis for um, resilience. <laughs> I have got to make sure I eat. I tell you, because the brain starts going slower if you do not eat. <laughs> that's a, that's something I have to tell you. Well, let me talk about David very quickly here, and I'll be able to expand more next week. But I'm going to give you some examples of how David coped with the pressures of life. The man was running around, running from his life for his for Saul from Saul. Then his own son, oh, how depressing that had to be. How painful. And you serve somebody and then they turn on you? Oh, my goodness. But David said things like this when you read through the Psalms. What time I am afraid, I will trust in the Lord. What time I am afraid, which he acknowledges that he is afraid. You may be petrified in the circumstances that you are in. I've been in those petrifying circumstances. I don't know about you, but I know I've been there. And David says, I will trust in the Lord. We hear David saying things like, the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. Whom shall I fear? David dealt with fear, fear a lot. And he also said, I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Okay, that's Brother David. Let me take you to Brother Paul. Like I said, the David of the New Testament. I love this. These four things, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. And that was Paul. Nothing can separate us. From the love of God. I can do all things through Christ. Grace is sufficient for me. He talked about understanding that. Said so when I'm weak, I'm actually strong. He got empowered. And that's what we're talking about with resilience. It is a um <clears throat> quite trying time. I'm going to talk more next week about the foundation for resilience. How do you actually begin to build resilience? But right now, I want to invite anybody who doesn't know the Lord to pursue him, to bow your head now. And I'm going to say something, a simple, simple prayer. And this is all I want you to say. Lord, save me. Save me. We hear many prayers and speeches and recitations, as I call them, but that's, that's the basics. Save me, Jesus. Save me. I am. I know I'm a wretch undone. Save me. Peter didn't go into a speech on that water when he needed help. He needed Jesus. And all you got to do is cry out me, and the Lord will begin to put people, situations in your path. Head to the church. Talk to the pastors. Get there. Call the day. Go visit one today. And let them nurture you further. I'm evangelist.
but the pastor is who you need to be under. So I hope you prayed that simple prayer with me. May God bless you, and may you have a great week. And this has been Roberta of Roberta Inspires Omni Media coming to you live. And I want you to remember it's a new season, and it is a new day. Fresh and money is coming your way. Run I can feel it, it's flowing my way. It's a season of power and prosperity. Yes, it is. It's a new season. And it's coming to me. Oh, if you believe.